Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With the first half of the season coming to a close, our beloved hosted the Vikings on Monday Night Football, looking to enter the bye week on a high note and going into the second half of 2016 with a full head of steam. Did the Bears get their wish, or has the bar been lowered once again? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 8 Review episode up. the Chicago Bears Review. Leave it to the Bears to have the lowest expectations going into a football game and get their highest level of output for the year heading into the bye week. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the Week 8 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and I will be damned. If I hadn't seen it myself, I would not have believed it. Not only did the Bears win last night against the Minnesota Vikings, they were dominant in the process from pillar to post it was like watching them play that detroit game again but actually finishing the game as opposed to giving the the lions that last ray of hope with the punt return uh, or the kick return whichever it is i don't remember it was probably a punt it doesn't matter but uh, you know giving that last glimmer of hope giving the illusion that the game was so much closer uh than the score uh you know giving the the the, the game was closer uh, you know, like the score would indicate, 17 to 14. Uh, not the case this time around. The Bears up 20 to three going on into the fourth quarter. They give up a touchdown um, in the fourth quarter to make it a 20 to 10 final score. But overall, it, it was the best game that they've played all season, and and one that uh, you know I did not have the highest expectation for uh, going in. I mean, we had a lot of things in our favor coming into this we had jay cutler coming back and that's always kind of you know well this could be interesting kind of thing um we got some guys uh coming back but um you know but we also the other thing was we also had no kyle long no josh Sitton, no eddie royal it's like oh christ so so we got backup guards and you know we're piecing together our wide receiving core again um, you know, and uh, we're, we're facing the Vikings, who were the number one defense in the league coming into the game. So we're probably not going to be able to run the ball. And with this, you know, half uh, put together offensive line, you know, Jay's going to be under fire. Is this really the game we want to bring him back for? Why don't we just wait and, you know, sacrifice Matt Barkley for the week and then, you know, come back at it in the uh, in the second half of the season with Jay Cutler against the Buccaneers and and the Giants coming in to start and all that kind of stuff. It just it just wasn't setting itself up for what we actually saw 
last night. And it was a team effort from start to finish. You guys heard me talk about um, John Fox's comments going into the game in the preview episode where I said, you know, Fox has said that the, the margin for error for this team was basically zero. If, if they any mistakes would set the team off, would, would send their game plan off the rails, and that would just leave it wide open for their opponent to take advantage and take over the football game. And, you know, aside f- from um, one penalty in the second quarter, uh, the Bears didn't have any errors yesterday. They really didn't. They really did not. Um, Cravon LeBlanc as a punt returner was atrocious. Uh, aside from that, offensive line, defensive line were extremely dominant, and they set the tone for what took place last night. Jordan Howard ran for 153 yards against the number one defense in the NFL uh, last night, 153. And he got basically half of that on one carry. Uh, the 69-yarder in the uh, opening drive. Um, you'll hear the knee-jerk reactions. I was cautiously optimistic. It was a guarded optimism going throughout the game, and you hear me mention it more than once about how, you know, the Bears have basically been able to play with anybody for the first three quarters of the game. It's that fourth quarter you really got to worry about. And going into the first, uh, into the fourth quarter, I was a bit more optimistic, but still, you know, like, yeah, well, you know, the Bears had a two-score lead on Jacksonville going into the fourth quarter, and uh, we saw how well that worked out. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I was with that at the at the time. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought pretty well that the Bears had the game well in hand uh, at that point, but couldn't leave out the fact that I thought that we had the game. I mean, I was – I was pessimistic going into that fourth quarter against Jacksonville just because we had so many opportunities to put the ball in the end zone and we never did, basically, that, uh, you know, here it is, Jacksonville's getting ready to score going into this fourth quarter. If they score, it's a one-score game with the entire fourth quarter to go. We could be setting ourselves up for disaster here, and sure enough, that's how it all went down. But, um, you know, this time it was different because the offense was not only, you know, controlling the clock or you know controlling the ball controlling the clock they were moving the football they were they were being dominant and doing the things necessary so as I don't think the Bears once had a um, three and out on Sunday or Monday I should say I don't think they had one three and out throughout the entire uh, football game so um, it was a really really great effort from beginning to end five sacks from the defense uh, they did almost all of that with no blitz pressure. So they were up up front, the front four, always uh, getting in Bradford's face. There were a lot more pressures than there were just the five sacks. So it truly was a um, you know dominant performance uh, by the Bears. And um, you know you, I think you hear me say it in the fourth quarter knee jerk reaction. This is you know after seeing this team play. The last thing I want is for them to go on a break. That's the last thing I want from this team right now. You know, even though the the extra by the time we come back and we're playing Tampa Bay, we might have something on our hands because Eddie Royal should be healthy by then. Uh, DeAndre Hall should be healthy by then. Eddie Goldman should be ha- healthy 
uh, by then. We'll be getting a lot of guys back. And, you know, other guys like, um, you know, Pernell McPhee and all this stuff, you know, if there's any residual effect from their time off as far as them, you know, um, repairing and, and recovering from injuries and stuff, everybody should be 100% for the second half of the season. And we have a favorable schedule ahead. We got the Buccaneers. We have the the Giants. We have the Titans. We have the 49ers. Uh, and, you know, the Redskins, who are taking turns being a good and bad football team this year. And we finish up three out of the last four weeks with the division. And we've got two wins in the division this year. You know, uh, now, granted, we're taking the show on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. On the road, um, you know, all three of our division games, well, we're, we're home for Green Bay, but... You know, we're going at Detroit, at Minnesota, where we haven't had as much success, but they're division opponents nonetheless. So we'll see how the second half works out. Uh, After this game, there's a bit more optimism going into it. And a little bit of I told you so when it comes to the Jay Cutler thing. You know, I wasn't expecting this to be the game where I might be able to to say that, but uh, the offensive line, God bless him. It was a, you know, and the other thing is, this is. One of those things where it just appears that um, we did a good bit of coaching in this football game. Uh, Dole Loggins had a good plan. Vic Fangio had a good plan uh, as well. And it just seemed like I think that basically the Bears kind of outcoached Minnesota because we, on paper, we had the lesser team coming into this. I mean, not only were we kind of inferior in talent, but we're also banged up on top of that. And, uh, you know, Minnesota with with all they needed to to come into this game uh, pissed off and, and ready. I mean, it was all, you know, they were outplayed and they had a ton of mistakes last week uh, against, the, uh, against the Eagles. And here they were coming into Monday Night Football, granted in a place where they don't win a lot of football games. But, uh, you know, if there was a team that's down right now, it's the Bears. A team poised to get picked on and kicked while they're down, it's the Bears. And this was a great get back game for the Vikings, and they did not answer the call. You know, I mean, uh, Eric, uh, you know, Zimmer went so far as to call the team soft in the press conference after the Philadelphia loss. And this is not how you want to see your football team respond when you call them soft in the media like that i mean that's basically like standing in their faces and telling them you guys suck you guys are soft and you know uh, telling the whole world what you think of them uh in a situation like that and that's not how that's not how you want to see your team respond when you call them out like that so uh had to be disheartening uh for the uh for the vikings to see that and uh 
the the other thing is they've had their buy, so they don't get a break. They're they're gonna have to to st- you know basically put their heads down and just dig right in and uh, move forward uh, with this thing and uh, see how far uh, they can take themselves uh, going forward. So lots to uh, get into the knee jerk reactions because it was going so well. I had a thousand things to say in just about all of them. So whereas uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I think uh, I was only talking like 30. I think I, th- I think I said I, I could re- I got all four knee jerk reactions in in under four minutes. Well, there's one that's almost four minutes, I think, going into halftime. So uh, the knee jerk reaction is a little bit longer. Tons to say. So let's go ahead and dive right in with the first quarter knee jerk reaction. Knee-jerk reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Vikings on Monday Night Football and um – yeah, it's uh, this this game is boring as hell uh, so far. Uh, the only thing that's interesting right now is that the the Bears are winning. Actually, the Bears are up three to nothing. Uh, the Vikings really can't get anything going on on offense. Um, their offensive line is having trouble protecting Bradford. We haven't sacked him yet, but we're putting pressure on him, disrupting the pocket enough that we're that you know not all of his throws are hitting the mark. There was one play in particular. Stephon Diggs was wide open down the middle of the field, but because he had two of his offensive linemen being shoved in his face, he was unable to step into the throw to be able to get it out uh, to Diggs perfectly or put enough air underneath it because uh, Diggs ended up having to dive and it just went off his uh, his fingertips. Um, the lone highlight for either team in the first quarter was Jordan Howard on the first drive for the Bears breaking the run for about 69 yards, getting it down into the red zone. But in typical fashion, uh, with or without Jay Cutler, the Bears cannot make it happen uh, in the red zone. Had to settle for a short Connor Barth field goal. That's basically it. Uh, the defense uh, has b- apparently taken advantage of the break. They have come to play. Um, a thing that I look forward to look to look look for as we go later on for me is the Bears' offensive line. Sitton and Long are both out today. So will that affect the Bears as they go along? Will the Vikings' second half adjustments be able to take advantage of the uh, of Ted Larson and and Eric Cush being in there? Uh, at guard right now so I mean so far they're, they're doing well uh, Jordan Howard hasn't had much room to play with since breaking that big run uh, but um, you know the Bears won the first quarter three to nothing so I guess that's all you can really ask for at this point but as we talked about on the show the Bears are ass kickers for three quarters it's the fourth quarter that's really going to tell the story especially if we're still in it at that point <laughs> So neither team really coming out of the gate and showing much as far as, uh, you know, wanting it more than the other. Like I said, the Bears looked improved, but we at the point you really couldn't tell if it was more uh, the Bears being ready or the Vikings just not being ready. Were the Bears playing up to their competition or were the Vikings playing down to theirs? You know, that was really kind of the question that I had after watching the first quarter because we were kind of low on highlights. You know, I said we were, we were getting after – uh, the Vikings that we were creating pressure in the pocket. Uh, Bradford wasn't able to step into that throw, so he wasn't able to get it out there for Diggs uh, on that play. That would have been a touchdown if the if the throw would have been right. But um, you know, and Jordan Howard's run being the the lone um, highlight for either team in a pretty tame uh, first quarter that only had the the field goal 
uh, there. I mean, the, the disappointing thing about that was another red zone opportunity for the Bears having to settle for that field goal. I was certain at the time that that would come back to bite us in the ass, and thankfully that was not the case. But as we go into the second quarter and into halftime, the lead has grown, and the Bears looking a bit more dominant going into the half. Knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter of the Bears and the Vikings. And, um, well, the second quarter was considerably better, uh, especially for the Bears. We're up 13-3, to which, of course, means we've scored a couple of times since the last time uh, that we talked here. Um, you know, uh Jordan Howard is having a fantastic first half, 97 yards rushing uh, just before the half. Um, I think he's at about 150, 160 yards total offense. He's caught a couple of uh, a couple of passes. He's a big reason why the Bears are where they are so far uh, in the ball game. Uh, Jay has been okay, uh, nothing you know too outstanding or anything, but you can definitely see the benefits of having him over Brian Hoyer out there. One play in particular where um, the pocket was busted uh, and a free rusher came on a, on a blitz. Uh, Jay steps up in the pocket, shovel pass to Jordan Howard for about a 30, 40 yard gain that got the Bears uh, in position, I think, for the first, for the second field goal, the first one in the second uh, quarter uh, to give the Bears a 6 nothing lead. It's things like that that we were missing when uh, when Brian Hoyer was at the helm. We've also seen Jay take a few shots down the field. We I don't think we ever saw that when Brian Hoyer uh, was there. So, I mean, I think maybe uh, play action could have a lot to do with this, the second half, especially with Howard having 97 yards rushing going into the break. So, um, on defense, uh, the Bears are getting after Bradford. I think we have sacked him at least twice. Let uh, Leonard Floyd's got a sack. Akeem Hicks uh, has got one for sure. I think I might be missing one. But, um, you know, the only Vikings points were due to a, a, a stupid, stupid penalty that was actually more of a mistake than a flat-out uh, – I mean, it's, it's it's stupid in its nature, but it wasn't something that was done on purpose um, – Bradford was uh, was hit from B, was hit by Pernomic Fee, and it ended up being initially was thought to be a fumble, but it was actually ruled a backwards pass, which is a live ball. And um, as the ball was rolling around, the ball was still live. Everybody else on the field is kind of standing around like it's it's like the play is over, like they all basically assumed it was a incomplete pass. But somebody from Minnesota finally jumped on it, and then a flag comes out because. Cornelius Washington was on the sidelines. Somebody else who thought the play was over actually took a couple of steps onto the field and was given an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for 15 yards on a that was third down when we when we hit Bradford and and set up that play. It gave the Vikings a fresh set of downs and they were able to convert that into a field goal. So you know, it's it's like, yeah, it's a stupid penalty, but you can't blame him at the same time because he assumed what everyone else assumed, that the play itself was, was dead. So he was coming out onto the field and basically just got caught with his pants down. Um, so it's like everyone wants to smack Cornelius Washington beside the heads, but most people probably would have done uh, the same thing. But anyway, second half, it's it's just one of those things. we got to see. The Bears can basically play with anybody for three quarters. It's that fourth quarter that will tell the tale. And, uh, you know, 
it's still a close game, 13-3. to it's, uh, It can get away from us in a heartbeat. So I still had that guarded optimism. We're playing well, but isn't it illusion? Will, will the second-half adjustments uh, come through for the Vikings? Will Zimmer and company be able to figure out what it is the Bears are doing and right the ship, especially since – both field goals were results of red zone opportunities where we had to settle for field goals. And this is the one thing that has come back to bite the Bears in the ass more than once uh, this year. I mean, that's what hurt us against the uh, Texans. It's what hurt us in the Jacksonville game, obviously. Um, you know, we should have scored more points against the the, the Lions uh, than we did. I mean, so on and and on and on and on uh, with how the Bears were underperforming, especially when it came to uh, red zone opportunities. So it was not really a big surprise. Uh, shouldn't be a big surprise to anyone that even though the Bears were dominating the football game, we we're only up ten. Uh, when we pretty much we should have been up by more. At, at the very least, it should have been a seventeen to three uh, halftime score uh, at the time. So. You know, Jay was making plays. He made that one play, that shovel pass to to Howard when the pocket broke in in front of him. That was a play that that even Gruden was like, that's not something you would have seen uh, Brian Hoyer do. That's Jay's, uh, you know, improvisational skills and and quote unquote gunslinging uh, abilities, even though it was, you know, a shovel pass. But that's something that you wouldn't see Brian Hoyer do. And that's what the Bears offense was missing. And that right there was uh was was evidence uh, of that but um you know after the third quarter the bears pretty much pushed the gas pedal down we've got a 20 to 3 lead but um still kind of not it's it's almost like i could not believe what i was seeing and uh you know like uh it's like yeah we're up 20 to 3 but knee-jerk reaction to the bears and the vikings on monday night football in the third quarter um i don't know who this team is uh i have been wondering where they have been all season long i mean we've been waiting for jay to come back but i don't he's playing well but not so well that he's the only reason that we're playing well uh tonight the defense has been outstanding uh they're they've given up a couple of first downs here at the end of the third quarter but for the most part they've sacked bradford four times i think they added a fifth uh here in the third quarter um you know they're getting the vikings off the field uh our offense is holding on to the football uh we have punted a couple of times but it hasn't been we haven't had any three and outs i don't think i don't think we've had one three and out the whole night uh tonight jordan howard has been fantastic alshon jeffrey with the opening drive of the second half the bears took it in for a touchdown alshon jeffrey scored his first touchdown uh, of the year i guess there's no one happier to see cutler back than alshon because that was somebody who was widely ignored when hoyer was out there um but um you know the the bears aren't doing anything just you know crazy that they we haven't seen before they're just executing tonight that's pretty much all there is to it you know it, it seemed like all that sloppy disorganized play that we saw uh even through the the green bay game we're not seeing any of that tonight but but 
This team has played well in several games this year through the first three quarters of the game only to let it slip away in the fourth quarter. We lost the game to the Texans in the fourth quarter. We're only down a field goal to Green Bay going into the fourth quarter. We had the lead, of course, against Jacksonville going into the fourth quarter. I mean, it's 20-3. to It's going to take three scores for, for, for Minnesota uh, to win this football game. So, I mean, it's, it's going to take a hell of an effort and a hell of a collapse. Um, you know, the Bears are playing well enough on offense that I think this is a, a good enough lead. Even if we don't score again, I think the offense can eat up enough clock to save it for us. But uh, here we go, 20-3 to 3 at the start of the fourth quarter. Still cautiously optimistic, even with a three-score lead going into the fourth quarter. Can you tell how much the Bears have let me down? Uh, so far uh, this season that an insurmountable lead, especially with the way that both sides of the football were playing. Uh, The offense, as you heard me say, thought they could put enough together to eat up enough clock to make a difference. The defense being dominant, registering their fifth sack uh, in the third quarter. Um, You know, really the only thing that was missing that I think may have put a dagger in it for me in the third quarter was that the Bears didn't score a turnover. Uh, at all they couldn't force that one mistake that could really you know kind of like okay this is not minnesota's night this night belongs to us which i guess kind of adds something to it if you really think about it the the fact that uh, minnesota wasn't making any mistakes the bears were just better than them last night and that was just i guess now that we have a chance to sit back and look at it it's really kind of Really kind of awesome when you think about it. It wasn't wouldn't have anything to do with, you know, oh, my God, if you could just see Bradford was so off, he couldn't get the ball there or there or, you know, whatever. It was just a pillar to post whooping that the Bears put on the Vikings yesterday. And you would have never if you were walking into this thing and you didn't and nobody told you which team was one and six and which team was five and one coming into this thing, you would have guessed that the roles were reversed. The Bears were the five and one team and the Vikings were the one and six disappointment. So, I mean, that's how the game looked last night. I mean, it didn't look I mean, it was Halloween after all. So obviously it looks like somebody, uh, you know, flipped the switch and, uh, you know, gave all the, the good powers to the Bears and the weak powers to the Vikings or something because that's how it would have gone down. Any any layman coming into this thing hearing that one of the teams was the 5-1 and one team in first place and the other was the 1-6 and six bottom dweller who's scraping the bottom of the power rankings, you would have never guessed that, that the game would have gone the way that it did. So, uh, you know, we go into the fourth quarter, and uh, now it's time for me to accept what has actually happened, and I get to be happy about it. Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Vikings, and I'll be damned. They held off, and they won. They gave up a touchdown, so it's 20-10, to 10, the final score, and the only quarter in the football game, the Bears didn't score points of their own. But the defense uh, did its job, held the Vikings to 10 points, uh, sacked Bradford at least five times, maybe six in there. The only thing that was missing was a turnover, which would have just been like the cherry on top with the way the football game was going. Uh, Jordan Howard over 150 yards rushing tonight, over 200 yards total uh, with the with his pass receptions and everything. No interceptions from Jay uh, today. 
you know, aside from Alshon having a case of the drop season in the first half, uh, you know, the offense was pretty much clicking throughout the entire football game, and the defense, the defense was solid throughout. I mean, pressure after pressure on Bradford, uh, you know, putting their foot down on the on the throat of the Vikings running game. It was a really impressive outing. I'm actually, you know, before here I was looking forward uh, to the bye with the way that we played tonight. Getting a week off is the last thing that I want this team to have. You know, I want them to to get to, you know to take the field on a short day on a short week's rest and and play Tampa Bay this Sunday, not next Sunday, with the way that we play today. So, uh, but unfortunately, this uh, this epiphany that the football team had this week uh, comes at a bad time as far as where we're finally finally playing well. Uh, played well enough to win a football game, and, and now we're going to go on a break. You know, this is the only football game the Bears play inside of 23 days because we played the Packers on the 20th. We had to wait 11 days to play tonight, and now we got to wait 13 days to play again uh, against Tampa Bay uh, Week 10 to kick off the second half uh, of the season. But uh, it's a win. We'll take it. Uh, 20 to 10. The Bears score the upset over the Vikings to go to two and six into the bye. So. You know, I was thinking at worst maybe the Bears would be four and four uh, going into the bye, but we have a very winnable schedule in the second half. We got Tampa Bay, we got the Giants, uh, Tennessee. Uh, you know, we have everybody in the division a second time. We've beaten Detroit and Minnesota already, and uh, you know, we gave the Packers hell for three quarters. So, um, you know. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, if this is the team that will play, we'll win a few games in the second half of the year. <laughs> Optimism not so guarded after the final result came through and the Bears hang on for the 20-10 to 10, uh, victory over the Minnesota Vikings, a game that, uh, you know, nobody thought they would win. And, and, and based on the first seven games of the season, they, they didn't deserve it. I mean, they just did not play like a football team that was ready to win. Uh, at anything, let alone uh, you know, go in there on Monday Night Football, their fourth national TV appearance of the season, and play their best game uh, of the year. So, um, you know, like I said, going into it, I really wish this wasn't the game Jay was coming back, just because we're facing the best defense in the league. They'll probably be up his butt the entire game, and that's uh, not really what we want. Instead, the offensive line played its best game of the year by far against its toughest opponent so it's not like you know like when Hoyer was out there and things settled down uh against uh Dallas and um you know in Indianapolis and in those games and uh you know because they they weren't the daunting pass rushers that the Texans and the the Eagles were in those first two games uh Hoyer enjoying a better performance out of the offensive line uh, and everything. I mean, <laughs> we had a wounded offensive line facing the best defense in football this year, and we dominated them. So figure that one out. But apparently um, Alshon Jeffrey it was either last night or in the press conferences or maybe even early today has been telling everyone about this speech that Jay Cutler gave uh, before the game started and an inspirational speech that I guess bonded everybody going into this thing because the Bears really played like a team uh, yesterday they were fantastic uh, last night it was wonderful to see and I hope it's not the last time that we see it you know you've heard me mention it a couple of times now after the way that we played last night the last thing in the world I want is for this team to go on a bye 
You know, I, I really want this to, to carry you know, this momentum to carry into uh, a game against uh, Tampa Bay this Sunday, as opposed to having to wait for you know 14 days for them to play again. But that is what we have here uh, in front of us, and as I mentioned before, we'll be even healthier than we were uh, going into this game. We'll have Kyle Long back, knock on wood. Josh Sitton should be over his ailment by then, his ankle injury. Eddie Goldman, Eddie Royal. We should be at full strength for the first time all season uh, coming into this game uh, against Tampa Bay and having the knowledge knowing that we can beat the best team in the NFC. So, uh, you know, it should be interesting to see what happens. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the game against Tampa Bay. I was not looking forward to this game against Minnesota. I so badly just wanted to get this over with. You know, for me, this was just something to keep me busy on the night between Cubs World Series games. I mean, really, that, you know, if if it wasn't for this show, I probably would have not tuned in yesterday just to avoid the embarrassment, to be honest with you. I mean, that's how that's how low I have been on watching the Bears play uh, since the season got kicked off. It's just been very difficult to watch. And quite frankly, I'm losing my patience for it. You know, I just did not want to see them go out there and get their asses handed to them on national TV once again. You know, the first three national TV appearances were an absolute embarrassment. Uh, you know, it was a crappy Thursday night game. And, you know, then then uh, Green Bay taking over in the fourth quarter and then embarrassing showings against Philadelphia and Dallas back to back at the beginning uh, of the year. We had no right to think that it would turn out the way that it did. Uh, last night as fans that's what we wanted to see we got what we wanted to see but none of us was expecting that not even for it being a division game or or anything like that none of us were expecting the Bears to dominate the Vikings the way they did last night so it's a uh, very pleasant surprise to see the team come together and play as well as it did um, loving the things that I heard from uh, Pernell McPhee uh, in his post game saying that he wanted this game to piss everybody off on on the team you know to, to say that uh you know i want everybody to stay pissed stay angry that uh you know people think that we're a joke and that we're not a good football team uh and everything and just carry that let that be the chip on your shoulder uh going forward another reason why i wish the bears weren't going on a bye uh right now kind of wish the bears had gotten the bye out of the way already as opposed to having it now you know, sometimes, you know, you look on the schedule and you see, ooh, a bye week nine, right down the middle of the season, that's perfect. But it all comes down to um, how is the team playing at the time? And after a performance like that, the last thing you want to do is, you know, put it back in the bottle and throw it into the ocean. You know what I'm saying? You want to keep that out. And, uh, you know, let's let's uh, let's take her for a ride and you know, take her for a spin, see how she flies kind of thing. That's what I want to see from this team. But, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to – Twiddle our thumbs and wait for a bit of uh, a bit of time before the uh, the Bears come back. So, anyway, that is going to do it for the Week Eight review between the Bears and the Vikings. And um, you know, before uh, you know, we'll have a break now, but um, we're uh, actually going to have uh, Lauren Cox from BearsWire.com to uh, to come back and and recap this year. Well, trust me, we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, to recap the first half uh, of the season. 
Uh, I mean, we'll have plenty to talk about just based on this game by itself. But, uh, you know, the other seven games and everything that's going on uh, has gone on and uh, the opinions of, uh, you know, the future of uh, Jake Cutler and John Fox and Ryan Pace and everything in between and the personnel on the field and and everything. Trust me, we will have lots to talk about. Um, You know, I'm I'm wondering how long a show it might end up being, how long a conversation we can have, because all the questions that I have just in my head right now could easily fill up a four-hour radio show. You know what I'm saying? It could be insane, uh, all the topics that we could discuss just talking about this team. And, of course, the teaser that was last night's performance, will that be the team that we see going forward or was that the peak? You know, was that this year's Green Bay moment? You know, we came out, we played our best game of the year on national TV against the Packers on Brett Favre Jersey retirement night. Here it is. The Bears have their best performance of the season against the team that they should not have had that performance against on a big night where four of our Hall of Famers got their brand new Hall of Fame uh, rings uh, last night. So, I mean, it's... Uh, interesting to see and and interesting to think about so especially with us being markedly more healthy going into the second half of the season we should be getting just about everybody back going into the second half of the year so that's going to do it for the review of the bears and the vikings for week number eight what do you say we close this bad boy out with everybody's favorite segment bear up bear down So as I mentioned before, we will have another episode this week. We'll do the um, the first half of the season recap, and uh, I've got it with scheduled to talk to uh, Lauren Cox on Friday afternoon. So you can expect the uh, the first half recap show on uh, Friday night. I would say at the latest. It shouldn't take me too long to get it edited together. Uh, for you guys so it'll definitely be out there this weekend and then we'll have a bit of a break before we come back next thursday i'm thinking uh to preview the bears and the buccaneers to kick off the second half of the season on week number 10 so uh just keep your eyes open uh for that so and in the meantime you can hear me and my good friends ron uh ron rug kyle frank and occasionally Alex Brooks, who's been on the show a couple of times, on Football Is America. We record episodes, um, well, it depends. Um, sometimes it's Monday or it's Tuesday or it's Thursday or it's Friday. It's like we're recording an episode tonight on Tuesday, so it should be out first thing uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, and then the uh, re- the preview episodes uh, kind of in the same vein thursday night friday somewhere in that area is when we do those so just keep an eye on those you can subscribe to those on itunes uh as well you can also also go to footballsamerica.com uh to see and hear the episodes uh there as well so um anyway it's bear up and bear down time and as you can imagine we got a healthy list of uh bear ups um well we'll just start at the top with the most obvious one bear up to jordan howard 153 yards rushing on on Monday against the number one defense uh, in the NFL. Got that 69-yarder that set up the first uh, scoring drive of the football game. 
um, was fantastic all the way throughout. You know, uh, granted that uh, 69 yard run, uh, you know, boosted his uh, per yard. Uh, per carry average you know I think he was like 23 carries for 153 yards is something like seven yards a carry uh, in the ball game but uh, you know he did a fantastic job against a very tough defense and our offensive line bear up to the offensive line you know shout outs specifically to Cush and Larson who are playing in place of all pro offensive guards uh, out there but Bobby Massey did well Charles Leno I mean no, no holding penalties you know the Bears had two penalties in this football game two two penalties in this football game we had the the silly penalty on Cornelius Washington and that was him kind of running on the field to kind of celebrate it because it was kind of a, it was a sack I guess for Pernell McPhee that forced the the backwards pass that that everyone on the uh, at the time thought was an incomplete pass so it really wasn't so much a – I mean, it was a kind of a brain fart type thing, but at the same th- at the same time, uh, in Cornelius Washington's defense, he thought what the rest of us thought, that it was an incomplete pass and the play was over. So he you know, made a couple of steps out onto the field. It's not like he ran out to the middle of the field to celebrate like an idiot or anything. He just made a couple of steps off the sideline like, yeah, man, all right, woo, you know, whatever, and uh, got flagged for it because the play still happened to be – live um that and i think uh they call willie young or something for lining up offsides on defense that was it that was the entire penalty list you know there was nothing in you know well there's a 20 yard run from howard called back because of a holding penalty oh there's this pass interference on you know on bosby again you know that kind of thing we did not see that uh, as banged up as the secondary was, they were virtually a non-factor because of how awesome that front seven was uh, last night. But we'll get to them. So bear ups to Jordan Howard, bear up to offensive line, especially Cush and Larson stepping in for Long and Sitton, which is a tall order, especially considering the defense they were expected to take care of. Now, Cush struggled, but... You know, we only gave up one sack in the game, and we had a, a, our running back run for 153 yards. So, overall, the offensive line did outstanding. Uh, bear up to Jay Cutler. You know, 252 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, and no real mistakes uh, in the football game. I mean, uh, you know, he and uh, Alshon didn't appear to be on the same page uh, in the beginning uh, of the football game. Alshon dropped the touchdown pass that, that would have – that you know was the reason that we had to kick the second field goal um and that's actually why Alshon's not on the bear up list he only had four catches uh for the one touchdown um but he dropped i mean the the you know the 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 announcers would have you believe that Xavier Rhodes was the reason why Alshon didn't catch the ball it's like no actually it hit Alshon right between the numbers and he just dropped it before Rhodes even got close to him so um, it's definitely not Rhodes. He just happened to be there. Uh, Alshon should have caught the ball regardless, and he didn't. So uh, that's why he's not on the he's not on the bear down list either. But dropping that touchdown pass that would have made the game that much more convincing for us, especially in the first half, to have a seventeen to three lead at halftime instead of a thirteen to three lead. Uh, we didn't really have an opportunity to, to score a touchdown on that first drive. 
Um, but that second one for sure, Alshon basically did a you know a button hook route into the end zone, was open, and the ball hit him in the hands, and he just dropped it. So um, anyway, but no interceptions from Jay. Was only sacked one time. That improv, in, you know, his improvisational skills helping us get that that shovel pass out to Jordan Howard for the big game that set up that f- second field goal. You know. And we took some shots down the field that, you know, we, we uh, so the defense had to respect it. You know, the Vikings had to respect our abilities or the the chances, the desires to go downfield and throw the football. And, um, you know, that's uh, something that the defense had to respect. They couldn't just throw up a wall after 10 or 15 yards and be like, well, they're not going to make it past this point. So everything that we do, we want to keep it in front of of this little wall here they had to respect anything that the bears were going to do or going to try especially in terms of the passing game and that was a big factor in what uh, jay cutler brings to the table uh bear up to zach miller led the team in receptions i think he had seven or eight for about 70 or 70 something uh yards um was jay's favorite target uh last night and pretty much answered the call every time jay threw him the football uh and bear up uh to uh let's switch over to the and you know what? Actually, bear up to Dole Loggins. You know, bear bear up to Dole Loggins. It just uh, you know we ran the football efficiently and we stayed uh, with the running game even on those times where um, you know it wasn't uh, with where where the defense stuffed. You know, it happened a few times, and that's usually what we've seen lately. Where uh, if we try to run the football and Jordan Howard doesn't get out of the backfield or barely makes it back to the line of scrimmage, all of a sudden we're throwing every single down. Uh, after that, that wasn't the case. We stuck with the run, and because of it, it wasn't uh, 23 carries for 100 yards when we got 69 of them on on one run. It was like no. We uh, we got the 69 yards on one run, but he got about 90 or so on his other carries. I mean, if you took away that big 69 yard run, it's still, you know, almost 90 something yards uh, on 20 carries, which is a four four and a, four to four and a half yard average. Which I'll take that any day. So a fantastic job from Loggins, and you know, setting it up so that Jay would be successful. Uh, and and a, a solid game plan. And like I said, for the first time in a long time, you heard me mention it, we're not being sloppy. We're not missing tackles. You know, it really just looks like we took this extra time to to refocus. And yet another reason why I'm sorry that there's a bye uh, at this point uh, in the season. Don't want to see this team go on a break right now. But uh, bear up to Doe Loggins. I've, I've been on you all season long. Uh, you know, for your shortcomings and what the Bears have been trying to do thus far. So I got to give you credit when the Bears offense looks good and we looked good from the beginning. So now let's switch it over to defense. And while we're at it, bear out to Vic Fangio, the defensive schemes that he had in place, what he had uh, ready for the Vikings worked the entire football game. We only gave up the one touchdown uh, drive and, um, the the field goal drive that we gave up was due to uh was due to a silly penalty on the Cornelius Washington premature celebration uh rather than anything uh foolish that was done or any miscues that were taking place uh on the field itself um so like i said about Loggins i've given him bear downs week after week because of how the defense looked 
going in. So the defense looked dominant. Give praise to the guy that called the plays from up top in Vic Fangio. So pat on the back for Fangio and his defense finally answering the call in a game where it was definitely uh, needed. Now on to the players. Bear up to Leonard Floyd. The rookie is uh, is progressing, and that's great to see. You know, he didn't look like much at the beginning of the season, but he is slowly but surely coming along. Another sack for him last night. Pernell McPhee, uh, you know, this guy is a leader. You know, you got to love this guy. I love hearing his comments off the field. Got another sack of his own last night. Uh, bear up to Akeem Hicks. Two sacks from the big fella last night and uh you know making the bears look smart for going out and getting a guy uh like him i'm gonna love to see what uh what what hicks and goldman can do together when eddie is healthy uh once again we haven't seen goldman since the dallas game i believe so a long time that he's uh been gone as far as uh injuries are concerned the bye week it's a welcome thing in that regard because we can we can have time for our players to get healthy without losing, without them losing any more playing time, without them losing any more games. So I think that uh, two more weeks would be enough time to get guys like Eddie Royal and Eddie Goldman back. So there's uh, there's that, and I think that that's it because nobody from the off, nobody really in the secondary. Not that we really needed them last night, but nobody in the secondary really did anything, you know, super outstanding last week to warrant being a part of the list i mean i guess i just want to give a bear up to the defense in general you know really stepping up last night being dominant um you know like i said if if you were just a layman coming off the street watching the game between the bears and the vikings if if i told you one of these teams is the five and one team in first place and the other one is one and six scraping the bottom of the power rankings you would have guessed that the vikings were the one and six team and the bears were the five and one first place squad that's how good they looked uh, last night especially on defense they were dominant it's been a long time since we've seen the Bears beat up a team like that uh, on defense so it was fantastic to see and awesome for that to happen on national television so th- there's there that residual bad taste we had in our mouths from the first three uh, national TV appearances kind of washed away by how well the Bears played against the good football team uh, last night which again watching that game Really makes me disappointed that I didn't get a chance to have uh, Chris Gates on the show because, you know, talk about a, uh, you know, kind of a crystal ball question uh, after losing to Philadelphia. Was it just a bad game or have the Vikings been exposed? Ask that question again after the performance they had on Monday against the Bears. Did Philly expose the Vikings to the rest of the league did they give the rest of the league the blueprint on how to beat this team or have they just had a couple of bad nights i mean both of those games were on the road the you know the vikings playing in chicago a place where they've only won twice in the last like 15 years however long it's been they almost never win uh in soldier field but if there was a team that should have won in soldier field it was this one and um you know have they been exposed or is it just you know being on the road blues or something like that i mean you know what is it that's uh that's going on with this team they really haven't been the same since coming off the bye you know the 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 game against philly last week was their first game back from the bye they lose okay fine we've got a game against the bears on national tv this will be our get back game 
no, no, no. It, it, this will be your step back game, is what it is, because you've you've regressed the last two weeks as opposed to you know being number one in the power rankings and moving forward as the head and shoulders best team in the NFC. Now people are like maybe it's I guess it's the Cowboys is kind of like how that discussion is going now, especially with the Seahawks losing the, to the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. You know, it's I, I guess if the playoffs started today, the the Vikings, uh, excuse me, the uh, Cowboys would be your your number one seed with home field advantage. But are they the best team in the NFC? I mean, how is this thing all going to shake out? And does anybody in the NFC stand a chance against the Patriots right now? I mean, they're just I'm so sick of asking, you know, is it the Patriots again in the AFC? Because it probably is. We'll see. Uh, anyway, um, I only have one bear down. Uh, it's for for Crevon LeBlanc. When you, know, you heard me mention before, as a punt returner, um, showing his inexperience in the position uh, last night. Uh, those first two punts that Minnesota gave last night, uh, one uh, he didn't he didn't catch either of them to kind of stop the bleeding when he had a chance, and both of them tend you know rolled the further down the field than we would have liked and uh and everything for the bears to be you know basically backs on the goal line kind of thing and you know against that defense you got to take every yard that we can even if that means catching the ball at the six yard line don't give the ball a chance to get you know further back so we're doing it from the one as opposed to the six and you know you gotta you gotta be smarter than that um in that position so that's really the only the bear down i have is cravon leblanc as the uh as the punt returner was was terrible last night but otherwise uh that's really the only complaint that i have i mean i'm not going to give a bear down to cornelius washington uh for the penalty that i had because he made up for it by getting a sack uh last night so those mistakes kind of wash each other out and uh that's how we'll close the book uh, on this one so that will do it for the week eight review episode of the chicago bears review come back later this week most likely friday night if not first thing on saturday for the first half review uh, episode where uh, myself and lauren cox from bearswire.com will recap the first half of the season how did you know what we have our thoughts on how the first half of the season went and do we have optimism going into the second half? We'll analyze the schedule, who's coming back, and the health, and so on and so forth. So lots to talk about there when we come back to that first half, first half of the season recap show later on this week. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.